Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for this episode of Inside Ozadia. Uh, today we wanted to answer another question that we received uh, regarding uh, best foliar practices and equipment. Figured we'd start the conversation centered around kind of a you know, heavy biological solution, which you'd kind of typically see from the Ozadia plant science system. Mark, in your experience, what are some of the better equipment and practices in terms of uh, application of foliar sprays with a higher viscosity solution? Basically, we start with the equipment, right? Sure. Um, and I'm not going to say any particular brand or even necessarily um, a, a type of sprayer, but I do think that the things that we do want to think about are like orifice size, um, screen size, as well as PSI coming out of the nozzle, right? So particularly with uh, biological microbial inoculants going into the water, I mean, they have very short lifespans. So, I mean, they're, they're actively, um, you know, dividing inside your, your backpack or whatever tank you've got, right? So as we're applying them onto the plants, we don't want to essentially destroy and kill them, right? Particularly uh, mycorrhizal fungi, right? Once, once they germinate, if they germinate in your tank, um, that hypha, that initial hypha is uh, rather, um, vulnerable, right? So if we don't want to push out um, through our nozzle too hard and like destroy that that uh, germ of an inoculant, right? So typically I like to stay under 40 PSI uh, on a spray. I mean, you could go even lower, honestly. I, I've seen lots of different kinds of sprayers and the one that I think that, and it does depend on your scale, right? So that's what you're really going to choose which kind. Um, but I've seen the one that I really like is uh, the ones that have, it's like a, just a gravity fed drip tank that then is pushed out of the, or not really through an orifice at all, but out with uh, air, right? Yeah. So it's like essentially like a, a, a leaf blower um, that just is dumping that and it causes a nice spray. It doesn't get as fine of particles as some other sprayers, but um, that's one I've seen and I really like. Right, and like you said, depending on the microbials that you're adding, as well as, you know, just some of the, you know, fertilizers in terms of uh, fish, kelp solutions, things like this, um, blockage occurs readily and uh, something that you need to take into consideration as well. Like you said, screen size, uh, making sure that those screens are properly maintained cleaned uh, otherwise and not getting that proper coverage that's, that's really necessary. So, and then we kind of look at also timing of, of spray. And I know there, there's two schools of thought here in terms of, uh, you know, not obviously never want to apply in the middle of the day uh, when temperatures are hottest and sun's at its you know highest point. Um, indoor, you have a little bit more control as usual with everything else in an indoor grow. Certainly, I've always been of the, the mind of applying early in the day prior to, um, you know, highest level of sun up uh, versus in the evening. I've just seen that during dark periods, especially in a controlled environment, humidity levels rise, you know, so much higher. And then again, you're just applying uh, moisture to the leaf surface. So I do like to apply early in the day. And additionally, uh, you know, John Kemp, he references all the time that, um, the period of plant absorption that is uh, nutrient absorption is at its highest um, at about 4 a.m. in the morning. And I know like it changes, right, when we have, when we can control that time, right? So that's something that I always like to think about as well um, is, is because the time, you know, plants are going on a circadian rhythm as well, 
Mm -hmm. um, so they have their daily cycle of absorption, transpiration. So um, that's something that I always take into account as well. So I additionally do uh, also like to spray before the lights come on or early in the morning as well, because sometimes as well, if you're looking at an outdoor situation, um, you kind of do have that morning dew on there already. Mm -hmm. um, so that kind of actually can work with you as well to dilute any sort of, you know, heavy quote unquote, or, you know, like maybe high EC sprays that you're putting on there. Um, so it kind of has that nice diluting effect that gets a good coverage early in the morning. Right. And that dew is already kind of probably broken the surface tension, you know, of that, that leaf cuticle, but you know, it's certainly something you need to take into consideration as, as far as the absorption rate, uh, within your, your leaf cuticle, it stands to be said that depending on what you're spraying, uh, there's, there's variants of absorption rates there. Leaf cuticle pores are primarily negatively charged surfaces. So uh, your positively charged ions, if that's what you're choosing to spray, whether it's a trace mineral or you know very specific uh, nutrient, is going to have an a, you know easier time, if you will, um, you know getting into that that leaf uh, through the cuticle. Right, and I think it's uh, taking all that kind of into account and taking a step back, like. Uh what I call best foliar practice or the, the, the best use of foliar uh, applications as a tool would be to be a quick response to, in our system, the SAP analysis, right? Uh, particularly with micronutrients, right? So uh, with continued multiple cycles of uh, SAP data, we can see trends. And you know if we deviate from that trend, foliar feeding is a really, really effective way of getting exactly what you need in a short period of time to those plants in especially the non-mobile nutrients right absolutely you know that's for me that's where it's best served as far as um you know filling gaps and if you do see again through sap analysis especially um that there's a there's a huge void that that needs to be filled that's where that foliar application can really pay dividends anything else you'd like to add mark we didn't go over a lot of the equipment, but I mean, there are tons of options out there. Um, uh, and, you know, it also depends on what particularly you're spraying and when, um, you know, there's, you know, there, I know there's all kinds of foggers and, you know, everything. So you have to think about particularly what your aim is. Are you looking at IPM situations? Are you looking at nutritional management? And it is really dependent on your specific site and situation. Thanks again for joining us, everyone. And until next time, we'll catch you on the next episode.